Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyberspace through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the spymaster director of our mystery shopping report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Well, we're back in the saddle again. Full, fully uh, staffed here at the North Palm Beach Radio Studio. Uh, we have all hands on deck, and we're prepared for another uh, challenging, exciting show. Uh, I, I can't come up with enough superlatives to describe the state of the affairs of the auto industry, retail and wholesale. Um, of course, the whole world is going through a topsy-turvy time. Uh, it's exciting. It's like a, a roller coaster ride. And uh, it's hard on you, the consumer, because the way you buy things is changing so fast. And I don't just mean cars. I'm talking about everything. Uh, new companies, new ways of obtaining your services. I just read the other day that Amazon gets $40 of every $100 you spend. Think about that. Did you ever think there would be one company founded by a strange guy by the name of Jeff Bezos who started out selling books not too long ago and suddenly 40 cents out of every dollar that you spend goes to Amazon. And uh, I used to joke about one day they'll start selling cars. I'm not joking anymore. Um, there's not, <clears throat> sorry to say a day, but there's certainly not a month that goes by that I don't get shocked by something that I read or find out. And I usually try to validate it because there's a lot of crazy stuff out there. Uh, but I looked at the source, reliable sources, uh, come up with some um, of exciting but also scary. If artificial intelligence doesn't scare you, nothing will because it's, it's growing like uh, I'd never, nobody ever anticipated. It's, it's actually growing because of itself because artificial intelligence is a source of rapid development and it can rapidly develop itself and there you go. So, uh, and meanwhile, we got most of us out there just driving normal cars. No autonomy, not electric, combustion engine, mechanical, uh, you know, high tech. We used to think they were high tech. And uh, you, you want to get it fixed at a fair price, and you probably want to buy a car at a fair price. And that's why we're here. So we could be talking about all sorts of crazy things, but what we need to do is deal with your problems today with your car give you some suggestions. Uh, Rick Kearney sitting to my right. Uh, kudos to Rick. He, he's, uh, he's, he's not feeling as well as he would like to, but he's a soldier. He's here uh, today, and I uh, congratulate him for that. Um, if you have an issue with your car and you want to know, uh, is, it, is it serious? Uh, do, I, do I need to think about trading this thing in? 
Uh, and is it going to cost me thousands of dollars, or can I ignore it? Can I fix it myself? If I if I want to fix it somewhere else, where do I take it? Uh, uh, or maybe I don't know what's wrong with my car. It's making this noise. It smells like this. Uh, it's pulling to the left. It's pulling to the right. Describe the symptoms. And Rick Kearney, if you call us at 877-960-9960, that's 877-960-9960, Rick can answer the question. In fact, if you're a little bit of a cyber type of person, if you're comfortable online, go to youtube.com forward slash Earl and Cars. YouTube.com forward slash Earl and Cars. And that's Rick's channel right there, really. He monitors it. Uh, he's got a following of extremely intelligent listeners and viewers, I might add. And uh, a good chunk of the show comes from the postings of the uh, very uh, perceptive and clever uh, suggestions and and, and questions that come through the YouTube channel. So youtube.com forward slash Earl on Cars, Rick Kearney right there. And if you want to use the telephone, we'd love to hear you on the phone. We like the, we like the personal touch with the phone calls. Just call us at 877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960. Now Nancy Stewart, my co-host, to my left here at the studio, uh, she's our female advocate, and she's the one that single-handedly has, has raised our show to 50-50 female callers. And uh, she does that by a very special offer that uh, she'll be uh, uh, telling you about herself in just a couple of minutes. Uh, and also, we have, she's also uh, the walking wounded. Uh, she's had a, 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 a nasty issue with her shin on her leg, and she's had some uh, outpatient surgery on that, and she wasn't feeling too foxy this morning, but she came in because she knew how important she is to the show and how important she is to the female listeners. So I salute Rick, I salute Nancy for coming in uh, when they might have rather been at home in bed uh, with some chicken soup, I'm not sure, but uh, thank you, Nancy, for coming in. I'm going to turn the mic over to you so you can tell the ladies out there about that Too Good to Be Tree offer that you make every week. Absolutely. Good morning, everyone, and welcome. Thanks for joining us. We do appreciate you because you make the show. And this morning we have $50 for the first two new lady callers. Yes, the first two new lady callers. And uh, you can just give us a call and uh, let us know, well, how your transaction went. Did you have to negotiate? And uh, did you look for exactly what you wanted on the uh, Internet uh, before you went in to the dealership to take that test drive? It's real important that, uh, you know, you do all that, you know, because you won't, well, I use that word loosely, sometimes you won't get trapped. The number is 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, we have our, our video from Big Dog Ranch this morning, and uh, that's going to be a whole lot of fun. Uh, we have uh, Stewie. Uh, no, not Stu Stewart. Uh, we have Stewie. I objected to that. <laughs> Stewie is a, he's a, a one-year one year, six months, and two weeks old, 
and uh, he's really a, a cute dog. He's a mixed breed. Uh, with all of that, don't forget your anonymous feedback. Youranonymousfeedback.com. Take advantage of it. We have a whole lot to get to, so we're going to go right to the phones, and uh, all the lines are lit up, and we're going to go to Darren in Ohio. Good morning, Darren, and welcome to Earl on Cars. Good morning. I was calling a question for Rick. We have a 2014 Chevy Equinox and a little history of it. We had the timing chain went around 80,000 miles. We had it replaced. It went again around 101,000. And of course, that was during COVID. And the second time it went, it launched the motor. So instead of paying it, you know, the dealer markups on cars, we ended up putting a new engine in it. At about 15,000 a new engine, we're looking for a new truck. If they end up putting out a recall for the timing change, because I think up to like 2012, they knew there were problems with them and the engines, will that affect the money I put into it? Or if I go to trade in the vehicle, do I still have to? Is there any difference in the trade because it's a new engine in it, or are they still going to base it on the total miles on the car and the transmission itself? Uh, save all your paperwork, the receipts, because one of the things that I've seen car companies do when they come out with a recall that is retroactive to cover older cars, if you've already had those repairs done, they will reimburse you the cost of those repairs. Uh, sometimes they do limit it, but most cases they will cover the full amount, especially if it was done at a dealership. Yeah, fortunately, I didn't do it at a dealership, I did it at a local shop, so that's why I wasn't sure if that would... They, they very likely will still cover uh, compensation for it. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Not a problem. Thank you, Darren. Right. Give us a call again. Day. We're going to go to Marty, who calls us from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Marty. Marty. Hi. Hope you start feeling better. Thank you. <laughs> I got a, another question for Rick. Okay. Uh, for the past several months, uh, I'd say maybe every five or six times my electric parking brake uh, wouldn't disconnect, so I just pressed the button, and, uh, you know, I was able to move the car. Uh, two weeks ago, I got a new battery, and it has not happened again. I went on the Internet, and it said the electronic parking brake does have something to do with the battery, and I just wanted to confirm this with Rick, that just changing the battery fixed the problem. That's actually very likely. Uh, the electronic parking brake uses two small motors, one in each of the rear brake calipers. And being electric motors, they're going to draw a lot of electricity to actually thread in and tighten those brake pads up mechanically. Hmm. So, yeah, that can, uh, a weak battery could definitely cause those to bind up by not having enough power to release and getting a, a brand new battery in there. Now you've got full power back and those motors can take advantage of that. I never knew that. All right, well, I didn't know it either. So there <laughs> <laughs> was, a, unfortunately, there was an easy fix. Yeah, uh, as, as a matter of fact, a lot of folks, uh, when they first brought that system out, they were, um, shocked at the noise that it would make because when you put the car into park a couple seconds later you'd hear this little from the back of the car and people were like what is that what is that and that's simply those electric motors 
uh, spinning up so that it locks up those rear brakes, and that way you don't have the car trying to roll on you. So you live in the city of San Francisco, you want to be sure you got a fully charged battery. You want to be sure that emergency brakes yes. work if you yeah. park. <laughs> yeah, well, let's put it this way. I was, I complained about it once when it was still under warranty, but I never really brought it in for that. <clears throat> but anyways, uh, the battery thing helps. So if anybody else is listening to the show and anybody else has their problem, you got to check the battery first. Yeah. Great idea, Marty. All right. Have a good weekend, everybody. Thanks, Marty. Thank, Thank you, you Marty. Okay. Bye-bye. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go to Coral Springs, where Elaine is waiting to talk to us, and she is a first-time caller. Welcome to the show, Elaine. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. You've won yourself $50 this morning, and after we're finished uh, talking, if you'll stay on the line, uh, Jeremy, uh, who is uh, in the control room, he'll take your information, and he'll pass it along to me, and I'll get you that check out. Thank you, Nancy. You're welcome. So what can we do for you this morning, Elaine? Okay, I have a 1981 CS Spider convertible, Pininfarina 2000. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Whoa. Now, could you get, where do you live? I'm on my way over there. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> That's a beauty. <laughs> yeah, it is. I've had it all these years, and we've kept it, you know, in good shape and running and all. And um, it's getting... I'm getting older, and it's hard for me to drive it because getting in and out of it, I'm, I'm going to be 81 in a couple of weeks. <laughs> anyway, um, I was wondering, how would I get it appraised, and where would the best place to, to sell it? Well, that's a classic. Uh, that, that's a John from Palm City, one of our regular callers, could probably uh, help you on that. Uh, I think um, your your vehicle is worth a whole lot of money. And mm -hmm. it sounds to me like you took really good care of it. And there's nothing that's been um, ridden the crest of values more, whether you're talking the stock market or anything, than, than antique vehicles that are uh, well cared for. So you've got yourself a real prize. Uh, uh, I, would, um, I would take my time as a seller's market for that product. And... Mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, there's probably a few really good Google sites. I wish, uh, you know, if uh, John from Palm City, if you're listening, uh, uh, we'd love to hear your advice on this because you stay on top of antique car auctions. There's yeah. every time you, every time you uh, turn on the radio, turn on the TV, or go online, there's a antique car auction somewhere, and the values are mind-boggling as to what people are paying paying for classic cars. So. Uh, I wish I could give you a more precise answer. Uh, if, uh, well, I, I Googled it, um, and you get all sorts coming up. On, uh, so if you just Google antique car auction, you'll see Meekum Auctions, Barrett-Jackson, um, and a whole bunch more. Hey, Stu, um, uh, could um, Ellen, Elaine, uh, could yeah. Elaine go to uh, Hemmings.com? I don't know. Never heard That's of that. That's classified, you know, uh, vehicles. Uh, I don't Hemmings. have. Rick's shaking his head. Hemmings Motor News. Okay. They've been around for. Hemmings is the largest. 70, 80 years. Yeah. Yeah. 
There you go, Lane. That's something that well, you, start you, to start you're in search. a beautiful position. I I'd love to follow and hear how you do. And uh, if you need any more guidance, uh, you can contact us again. Uh, if you if you're listening to the show now, I'm pretty sure yes. John from Palm <laughs> City, um, who was a real buff on on these type of cars, he can give you something more specific. And then you can call us after the show. And we would be happy to give you that specific advice. But you're going to have a lot of fun. Nothing like having a product that people want to pay too much money for. And, uh, <laughs> and you're, going to, you're going to be having a lot of fun. Well, we, if you would yeah. share that with us and call us back maybe next week and let us know how you did, yeah, we'd appreciate it. And, uh, uh, Elaine, I want to yes. spell that out for you. H-E-M-M-I-N-G-S dot com. Hemmings.com, and they specialize in classic car uh, ads, and they're the largest, and that's a good place to start. Thank you. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. And uh, as I said, stay on the line. Uh, Rick has some uh, information for you, Helene. Yeah, uh, John, Johnny Z. Fraidley uh, from my YouTube channel is recommending to uh, look into the Barrett-Jackson auto auction. And yeah. rocket scientist says cars and bids, cars ampersand it bids. I'm okay. guessing that that's a uh, like an auction site, maybe yeah. or carsandbids.com. Yeah, I would look into that. And the other one that I would consider uh, looking into is um, check around for some of the local car clubs and see what like Asphalt Angels and some of the others like that. They may have some good knowledge yeah. of automobile auctions. Yeah. The car club is a real has a great idea. As you can see, you have a, a lot of options, Elaine. Yeah. So uh, God bless you. Give us give us a call next week sneezing. and let us know how how it went. Okay. Um, I, I don't know if I'd be able to call as soon as next week because I've got a whole bunch of things coming up this week. But I'll try to do it the following week. Oh, perfect. Hey, Any time at all. Can, and Rick? can I ask one other favor? Sure. Could you text us some pictures of the car? I would love to see it. Uh, our our text number of 772-497-6530. I, I would just love to see some pictures of that yeah, car. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you, Rick. That sounds like a real beauty. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, Elena, I can't uh, thank you enough uh, for calling uh, as a uh, first-time caller. Uh, because, uh, you know, I need help in building this platform for the ladies. Uh, they're, shall we say, a bit neglected and unfortunately still taken advantage of. And uh, if you're able to stay on for the mystery shopping report, uh, we uh, shopped Al Hendricks uh, Toyota. And uh, the reason I mention that is because uh, we had a lady call, uh, no, I think she she got in touch with Stu, I believe, wasn't it on Facebook, about uh, her being overcharged by $7,000 at Al Hendricks? That's right. Yes, and uh, uh, I was in touch with her this week to listen and, uh, well, uh, give her uh, some uh, empathy and sympathy. It was a very terrible situation. So back to my, you know, point here, ladies are still being taken advantage of and I want to thank you again and spread the word uh, that uh, you know ladies are very important and if they call the show uh, it would be a great reward to the other ladies that are listening 
Great, thank you. Okay, thank you. 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to talk to Howard. He's a regular caller from Jupiter and uh, everyone else just hang on. I'll be right with you. Uh, good morning. I hope you're all feeling well. Hey, Howard. And, uh, okay, great. Uh, I have a question about flooded cars. Uh, there's a big problem with flooded cars. I don't know how some of them get through and are being sold again. Uh, when they barely run, or they run, and uh, a month later, they, you know, something happens and they, uh, they, they die. So, can you explain? Number one, if you have a flooded car uh, and it's a regular water, not salt water, I know. Forget it, but if, if the car is flooded out in salt water, it's completely uh, done. Yeah. But uh, Rick, can you explain when a car gets bad uh, from? from a flood, and why some cars don't get bad from a flood. Okay, then I have another question, and I'll answer that. Well, the, the first thing is how the car is handled immediately after the water immersion. If it's relatively clean water, you've got a much better chance of not having such issues with mold and the dirt that gets into the connectors that can or cause salt, problems. Or salt water would be terrible. Yeah, salt water is the worst, the absolute worst because of how much corrosion happens so quickly with it. Uh, fresh water, especially if it's cleaner fresh water, like just rainwater, if it can be cleaned up quickly and the car is dried out very quickly, you can generally save a car that has only gotten a reasonable amount of water in it. Uh, but once the water level starts getting up above where the computers are, it's pretty much considered totaled. And unfortunately, some states allow a flood car to be retitled and they can do what's called washing the title so they get a, a clean title now that doesn't show that it was ever totaled by the insurance company and then you you know you suddenly find this nightmare car but the corrosion that builds up can take days or weeks even before it will start to affect different circuits and once it does now you've got a nightmare situation going on because you've got to replace a lot of those wire harnesses. What states are they that allow uh, you know? I know Earl, Earl knows the list on the, the states where titles can be washed. Yeah, on the top of my head, uh, New Jersey, um, Mississippi, uh, there's about four or five of them. Uh, but uh, Florida is very good about titles. Uh, if you see a, t a title to a, a vehicle you're thinking about buying and it, it's titled in a, in a state you're not familiar with, then I would uh, go to the trouble to Google uh, the title laws in that state uh, if, in fact, uh, you're able to uh, buy a fresh title to, for a car uh, w without having st stated the condition uh, of uh, the car when the car was retitled. So there's about five of five states now, New Jersey and Mississippi are the only two that come to mind. I did a blog on that not too long ago. So if you go, yeah, it, yeah Nancy's could, got a copy of it. Uh, how to avoid buying a flood car after the after uh, a hurricane, and uh, Howard Earl has some uh, pretty uh, detailed information in that column, and uh, there are other states. Uh, 
besides Mississippi and New Jersey. So if you pull that up, if you go to uh, Earl on Cars, uh, you can uh, pull up that. Uh, it was uh, this was written a, a while ago. I guess you might say during the last hurricane season in tropical storms. But there are so many flood cars out there. Um, do you have any other questions, Howard? No, my niece bought a car in New Jersey, and it was a flood car. Yeah, now there you yeah. go. Yeah. Oh. One fast question. Uh, Toyota Camry, the new ones, do they have the battery um, the, uh, the battery up front instead of in, in, the, in the rear? Is, it, is that a fact? Let's see. I think the new Camry has now moved it back up to the front. I'm not sure. I'd, I'd have to double-check on that, but... Uh, yeah, for a while they moved it back into the uh, the trunk in the right rear corner. Okay, because that gives you more room. Uh, uh, that's that's where you could uh, uh, fit things more. The, the rectangular things uh, in the trunk. You know what I mean? The two rectangular things that you could put in the trunk and the Camry. Yeah. Which in in, in the uh, hybrid you couldn't do that. But now you probably could do that if that's so. That's another advantage. Oh yeah. Oh, hey, if you want to see a trunk, you ought to check out the new Crown. The Howard, Toyota Crown. Howard, I've got the states now that uh, wash titles. Uh, and if you see, if you're buying a car and the car is titled in any of these states, be very, very careful. Uh, Texas, California, Washington, Tennessee, Mississippi, Illinois, New Jersey, North Carolina, Massachusetts, Virginia, Georgia, and as I said, Mississippi. Okay, you got to buy your car in Florida. That's the answer. Yeah, right? Yeah, Florida. (laughs) Florida. But see, if you if you buy the car in Florida, you want to see where the car was last titled, uh, because uh, you that's Florida will um, require all this. If you have a car that was titled one time, titled in Florida, then you'd be completely safe against uh, hail you know hail damage cars, flood cars. uh, wrecked cars. I mean, uh, they take cars, cut them in half, and 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 weld them back together again and sell them. So, uh, if you if you take a car for one of these states, how many were did I say? One, two, three, four, five, six, eight, nine, eleven states. You know, almost twenty uh, percent of the states uh, are cars that wash titles. Wow, that's. Good knowledge. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Howard. You're welcome. Thanks for calling the show. We're going to go to Lance, uh, who calls us uh, in Tennessee. Good morning, Lance. Good morning. Now, Earl, doggone it, we we don't wash titles up here. We don't hardly wash clothes. (laughs) We don't wash anything up here. (laughs) Anything at all. Boy, Chamber of Commerce is going to come looking for you. I I hope you got a lock on your door. Nancy and Rick, sorry to hear feeling better. You know, I'm feeling poorly. Uh, we make a cure up here, but uh, the problem with it is that if it doesn't cure you, you can also use it to take off uh, paint on your house, outside your house. Is it? Is it something starts with sour mash? Well, White we're lightning. We're not going to go into all that. What it starts with. <laughs> but uh, you got Rick's uh, attention listen, though. Uh, it's good to talk to you all. I've got a little quick tune for you to, oh boy. to uh, hopefully enliven your spirits and <laughs> send you all through a, to a, a victorious week. <clears throat> well, it's Saturday morning, and you've got no place to go. 
listen to Earl Stewart on cars on oh. the radio. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's great. I like that deep uh, voice. I can't wait to. I'm going to go to the podcast on some of your songs, and we can dub some music in. I'm going to I'm going to start a company, and we're going to you know if you'll give me a piece of it, we'll market your songs. <laughs> well, I don't know. Let's wait till our Christmas album comes out. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Have a good day. Thanks, Thanks Lance. Thanks, Lance. We uh, we love hearing from you. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We are going to go to, uh, you know, let me tell all of you out there that uh, were listening and maybe couldn't jot down those uh, those uh, states uh, that Earl was talking about. I'll mention that later on in the show. Uh, we're going to go to Michael, who is calling us from Boynton Beach. Good, Good morning, morning, Michael. Good morning. I have a really quick question. I have a lease car, and there's been a couple of things that happen intermittently with it. It's a Camry, uh, 2020 Toyota XLE Camry. Really nice car and everything. But if you bring it to a Toyota dealer, you know, unfortunately, I live so far from where Earl Stewart is, otherwise I'd be bringing it there. Uh, And it's an intermittent problem. There's a dealership, uh, I, I, I don't want to say it on the air, I could tell you afterwards, after the call off the air, where which, okay. which it is, but they, if it's an intermittent problem and you bring it in and they don't find anything, this particular dealership is going to charge you $135. For, for nothing, huh? For, for just looking at it and that they don't find that. Is that a standard practice with no. car dealerships? No, uh, certainly on, on a recurring problem. Uh, uh, it's, when it's obvious that you bring it back, the first time you come in, if they have to work on the car and uh, they find nothing, uh, there may be a diagnosis charge. So, uh, uh, I, you know, a lot of dealers won't charge you for something like that. Depends on how much work the tech has to put in on the car. But when you bring it back again for the exact same problem, uh, uh, they should cut you some slack right. and realize they missed it. Uh, one of the, my advice is on any time you have a car that doesn't actually manifest the problem, you know, smell-wise, vibration-wise, audio-wise, or visibly, if, if, your, if your senses uh, can't detect the, the problem, it's very difficult for the tech to know where to start. They could put the machine, they could put the diagnostic machinery on there, but uh, uh, when they're looking at a possibility that anything in the entire car could have a problem, it's very difficult for them to diagnose. Uh, the, the best thing to do is, uh, uh, what year, Camry? It's a 2020. Rick, uh, wouldn't that mo- uh, late, later model, wouldn't that have the ability to capture that incident and the diagnostic Depending on what the situation is, it should be able to save a lot of data in what's called the record of behavior, uh-huh. the ROB. Uh, this is actually not a diagnostic trouble code, but it's actually a separate section where it will record like odd occurrences, say hard acceleration, uh, the brake pedal and gas pedal hit at the same time, uh, hard cornering, things like that. A lot of that data is saved in there now and you'd be surprised at how much I can actually see about how people are driving their cars. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd take it to a, a different dealer. I would also uh, request if they 
if it's a chronic problem that they can't find the solution to, uh, they should bring in a factory representative. They have factory technicians. They can contact them online. They can actually have a technician online with them while they're diagnosing your car. Or push comes to shove, uh, the technician can actually come into the dealership and, and personally look at the car. Rick has another point. Well, the, the, the procedure, the way it's supposed to work is if you bring your car in the first time, the technician checks it all over and cannot duplicate the situation. Uh, that's the first visit. The second visit, when you have a second thing for the same occur same exact situation, we're supposed to open a tech case with Toyota. That information gets sent to the field tech specialist. And then if we cannot get a solution, the FTS is supposed to become personally involved and well, that's what's, visit the dealership. That's what's supposed to do. He went to the dealer. They didn't do yeah, that. They're, so they're dropping the my ball. recommendation to go to a different dealer yeah. who follows Toyota procedure. This this dealer that you're dealing with is not following Toyota procedure, so you need to go to a different dealer. Exactly. Okay. That's that's what I needed to, to find out. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Michael. You're welcome. You're welcome. Give us a call again, Michael. Okay, I sure will. Thank you. Thank you for calling. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Again, ladies, I have $50 for one more female, new female caller. Uh, you can give us a call and talk about uh, just about anything, and uh, I just uh, want to let you know how important you are. Uh, I'll tell you, these uh, dealers don't get it. Uh, they don't realize what an asset you are uh, uh, to this industry. And uh, even when you go in for service, um, you know, you just want to be treated male or female equally. And uh, you, you want to ensure that you get uh, high quality, uh, you know, service and also respect, uh, respectful service. Uh, they're not talking down to you in a fair price. 877 960 9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go to Jersey Mike, who gives us a call from West Palm Beach. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, thank you for taking the call. I hope everybody's feeling better there. Yes. Uh, I want to say something. I've mentioned it before. A lot of people may not be aware of this, but I adopted a dog from a Big Dog Ranch. I happen to be a veteran, and... When you do that, they'll give you a 50% deduction if you're going to purchase the mm -hmm. dog. Uh, I would also say that when you get that dog from uh, Big Dog Ranch, it is completely taken care of. It has a chip in it. It's been manicured. Right. It's been brushed. It doesn't have fleas. It's been inspected by a veterinarian, and it's very thorough. That is, and you get a full yeah. report on all of that. So that is very, very important. It's uh it's amazing, Mike, isn't it, that they uh, spend, I'm sure you know a whole lot about this, uh, but they have these service dogs, and uh, they spend quite a bit of time training them and matching them up uh, with the adopter. And uh, it's just an amazing program. That's uh, exactly and, what I have. I have a service dog. Yeah, and you've been a, that's great. a major player as far as Big, Do Big Dog Ranch is concerned. You know all about it. And let me just say this about cars now, okay? Okay. Uh, and back in the day, because I'm 77 years old, we I had 55 Chevy, 60s, you know, 58s and so forth. 
they didn't have air conditioning back there. So you could actually buy a portable unit and put it underneath the dashboard. And I have a 55 Chevy Bel Air here that I happen to be able to pick up. It's a classic car. But, of course, it's got no power steering, you know, no, no power window. You know, back in the day, they didn't have any of those things. And it would be nice in the summer if it would have a little bit of cold air on me when I take it down to a show. Is there a place where I can buy such a thing? I was going to say Amazon. <laughs> that was my uh, first okay. thought. That, that's where I'd be looking. All right. Well, um, I didn't even know. Right. First, I thought you meant that they had, like, available portable air conditions back in 1955 <laughs> when you bought your yeah, Bel Air. Well, uh, no, no well, back then you, they didn't have that, did they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah they, really? They, they did. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. We had mounted underneath the dashboard, and you just and it had vents. You'd point them towards you, and you can point one towards the passenger, and you had air conditioning going on in the summer. I come from Jersey, and up there in the summer, you get 90-degree days, you know? All right. Well, this is prompting an Internet search. I'm not seeing it on, uh, right. on Amazon yet, but, Rick, did you huh. find it? <laughs> searching. Rick, Rick is searching right now. Well, yeah, I would not start really. there or maybe even ask a okay. part, uh, auto parts store uh, or a... Somebody who deals in classic right. cars. And, and wait, to hear, wait to hear this one. I had a 95, I have a 95 uh, Cadillac Coupe DeVille. Uh, I've had Cadillacs all my life. And uh, it's a sedan DeVille. And it was in the shop. And they had three different people come over to attempt to program the new key that came with the steering column. Because I had to have the steering column replaced because somebody tried to steal the car by breaking into it. And they screwed up the steering column. After they put the new steering column in, you had three gentlemen come over there that were professionals to try and program that chip in that key that went to the new um, uh, column because the car would not be able to be shifted into gear once it was started. So after having done all of that, somebody told me, I think it was Earl, go to a Cadillac car. And I did. And after doing that, I found out that it is as simple as taking, and I have, I'm a motorhead, I have an own motor, and all I had to do was find the resistor on the ignition line and find out what the resistance was on the car and, and do the same thing with the key, because you can go ahead and check the resistance of that chip on the key and just replace the resistor to match the key's resistance, and it worked. So if you, wait. If you went to the, the wire in the car, you got the resistance there, and if it matches the key, that's how you can do but it. it. Did, yeah, but it, but it didn't because this is a new uh, uh, column, and the resistor that's originally in the car is still there. So you got to find out what the resistance is on the new key for the ah. new column, and then put a new resistor in to match. Oh, it. yeah, right and to match it. Simple. That's that's an awesome hack. You take a little solder iron, you take a little solder to it, and uh, bingo, bang, a little electric tape on it, and it's done, and it works. Rick's over there nodding. That's an yep. excellent hack. Look at. Oh, it's because uh, back then they didn't actually have a, a, an actual microchip. They used a resistor in the key, and they just yeah, had multiple right. different resistors. So yeah. it's kind of like how the key code is one mystery that has to be solved in order to start the car, but then you've yeah. got a second one with a resistor. So you've literally got two versions of the key. It's like uh, the dual uh, the dual password that we have yeah. now on computers. Yes, uh, two-factor uh, two, two authentication. Yes, exactly. Yeah. By the way, uh, portable AC units on Amazon, I'm seeing them anywhere from 30 to 50 to one is $600. But uh, yeah, these are, uh, here's one listing for $30 and oh, wow. it's, uh, it's a 500 milliliter 
portable AC evaporative air cooler for Fantastic. your small room or a car. Great. I'm looking to. I appreciate that info. And one last question real quick. The 55 Chevy I have, it's a mystery to figure out how to pop the hood on that car. You can go all through that grill and try and look for a lever. There is no such a thing that I can find. Inside the car, all you got is a pull brake uh, for the uh, uh, emergency, but there's no lever there to pull, to, as you do have on all other cars, to open that hood. How do you open that hood? Plunger. A what? A plunger. I'm going to Google that because I honestly don't know. What's Early, a plunger? You... What's a plunger? Oh, uh, like a like a toilet plunger. Plumbers use plungers. You oh, stick stick it, stick it to the hood and, and yank up. <laughs> uh, oh, you got a, that's a good one. I like that one. It might actually work if the hinge is. I mean, no, if the latch isn't no locked. Work. Because you would you would think that you could pop it or something by pushing down on it or something. But you or you should be able to find the lever somewhere uh, within that grill. But there's no lever there to pull to uh, open the We're just spitballing. Rick's on to something though. Yeah, I'm oh. looking on. I'm watching a video on YouTube right now. Uh-huh. And it's showing the guy coming in, and he's reaching into the grill directly below the Chevy emblem, and apparently there is a latch. There is. Uh, I didn't because I went after I went over the whole thing, but no, he really right underneath the emblem, huh? Yeah, right up, right under like the a, Chevy like emblem. Bird. Yeah. He's you know, reaching in that top little square of the grill. John, All right. this is this is Nancy. Um, I just wanted to let you know, you know, uh, those latches are really hard to find. Um, yeah. I'm I'm driving a 2020 from time to time Avalon, and uh, I was uh, charging uh, my battery, and uh, in the home garage, and what I did was uh, pop the hood, and uh, you know you it's obvious that the hood has been popped, but you have to, and I have a small hand, and I was able to slide my hand under the hood, back and forth, and find the latch, and I've done that several times. So, you know, what, the reason I you know mentioned that is because the latches are really hard to find. She's mentioning yeah. that because I couldn't find it, and <laughs> she found it. She's taken the yeah. taking the fall for you. Earl said, Earl said, how do I open up that uh, hood on the Avalon? And uh, I said, you know, it's 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 difficult. I said, I'll go out and I'll take care of it. So, uh, you know, I said, oh, geez, here I go again. i got to find where that latch is exactly. Well, once you get your fingers wrapped around it, it's, it's a, you know, win-win. Uh-huh. Thank Google well, for, thank you very for much YouTube. For <laughs> hey, and folks out there, remember Big Dog. It's a great place, they, and, and, and they don't kill dogs there. They will not do that, or they don't. That's true. And they take dogs in from all over the country. Thank As a matter of fact, from outside of the country sometimes. Yeah, de- definitely uh, outside of the country. And uh, also, uh, you know, that uh, veteran program that they have uh, they're yeah. gonna they they do so much as far as the vaccinations and microchipping and um, the, the uh, veteran receives reduced costs for yeah, for up to a, for up to a year to the, uh, v, I gave the, there's a va guy right there there's a guy there in the back they got a lot of buildings so you got to go hunt and look for this to have somebody tell you where it is yeah, it's a but campus. there's an actual veterans building back there and I gave them $1,000 because I think they do what they do, and I'm going to give them more as we go along. And I'm going to say this. Once you get a dog from there, 
you don't have to go to a veterinarian. You go back there, mm-hmm. and you're going to pay a, a minuscule amount compared to what you'd be paying right. for a vet- yeah. veterinarian. You go to a veterinarian, it's more than going to a medical doctor for a human being. Yeah, yeah. They're, they, they're, that, as they're vets. It's not, a, a it's not a for-profit thing. It's a, they're supported yeah. by the yeah. donations. And, Definitely, yeah. Stu. It's a, it's a great healing center. Uh, uh, Jersey Mike, uh, we're going to run, and yeah. we love I'll talking to you. Fine. I Appreciate hope you get your hood open. And yeah, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. You're Bye. welcome. Thanks, Mike. Bye. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And, uh, ladies, I have uh, $50 for the next new uh, female caller. Give us a call. It's a win-win situation. Uh, just call to say hello or share your story with us, whether you went through service whether you purchased a vehicle, maybe you leased a vehicle, uh, let me know how your negotiating skills went. 877-960-9960. Uh, that's all I have over here on the uh, X screen, guys. Right. Well, I got Anne-Marie has an interesting text for us this morning. Good morning, um, Anne-Marie. And we have a visual aid that John can put up when it's a, uh, appropriate. Um, Anne-Marie says, good morning. A short while ago, I encountered a bit of automotive serendipity. Uh, the hotel I chose to stay at just happened to be hosting a lot of owners of the street rods and classic cars that had come into town for the 29th annual Northeast Street Rod Nationals. The parking lot was filled with gorgeous cars. The antique cars dated from the 30s to the 70s. They were designed to run on leaded gas, and most of the cars were driven rather than trailered in. The question didn't occur to me until everyone had gone their separate ways. Uh, thankfully, you guys have a renovated classic car. We do. We have a 1937 Pontiac. It's uh, it's we keep at the dealership that was restored about 20 years ago. Chieftain Pontiac Chieftain. Pontiac Chieftain. They don't put the the model name on the outside of the car back then. Um, so, can I ask you what kind of fuel do these restored cars use? What um, would they all have been modified to run on unleaded gas, um, or is there an additive that can be used so they can use unleaded fuel? Thanks, and that's from a blast from the past. And hopefully, Jonathan got these pictures. They're really cool cars. Um, they just look like uh, it just looks like American graffiti <laughs> outside this hotel. Rick, the number one issue that you have is the leaded gas. The lead that was in there was actually a lubricant for the valves and the valve seats. So a lot of these cars have been rebuilt, and they use a hardened valve seat. Yeah, but this hasn't been so rebuilt. The, She's talking about a, a real antique right. car. Yeah. Well, it, most of them, though, they, they do rebuild to put a hardened valve seat so you can run unleaded fuel, or you can simply get a leaded additive that does the same job as the lead would do, but it's not polluting the atmosphere yeah, the, with the, lead anymore. The, the purists don't modify antique cars at all. Right. So, so, have, so if you once you modify it, that it's not, you know, it's like a... Either you're a virgin or you're not a virgin. It's, yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, what do you where do you get leaded gas then? Well, that's a good question. You, I think that's a, better, additives that, that's a better question. That's a better question. It's the fuel that you add into the fuel. Oh, okay. That makes it safe to run. There we go. So it's either they Amory they've either converted the engine done a modification if they're not a purist and it runs on regular unleaded fuel or they put an additive in the unleaded fuel so it works with the untouched pristine unmodified engine. Yeah, with our 1937 Pontiac, uh, uh, we wanted it to be 100% original, so when, when we had it restored, uh, even the emblems and everything in the car, yeah. it took a long time and a lot of money 
but everything is absolutely original. The difference between that and well, all they, all we changed was this. Right, and we have a, a, lot of money. We have a 1999 Cadillac engine in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But we don't. We have it. Nope. There. Oh, I thought you were waiting. Do we have a call? No. Oh, okay. So that's pretty cool. So I hope everybody gets to see the pictures. Um, I have another text from Bob, and this is a great question. He says, good morning. With all the wet weather uh, we have in Florida, and looks like getting wetter in years going forward, um, and it's, it's, we're, we're here with this, the El Nino, we're going to have a, a cooler, wetter winter, winter down here in the south, so uh, we could have some of this flooding we've been getting. Um, anyway, he says, going, uh, it looks like it's getting wetter in the years going forward. Is it wise to buy an electric vehicle? My concern is that it appears the batteries are located low in the vehicles, and even without driving through standing water, a lot of water is constantly being thrown up underneath. It's from Bob. Um, well, I can say that the, the, the vehicles are designed to um, withstand any water. You can even, uh, they can be submerged, and there's no electrocution. There's hybrids, uh, battery electric vehicles, um, and the like. Um, they, there's even videos online of people not driving. Tesla, not Teslas. Teslas are Teslas. There's videos of Teslas dr being driving through floodwaters over the hood because there's no air intake and everything. Elon says it, it could be used as a boat <laughs> for short distances. Well, no, he, he actually in, in the in the uh, in the Tesla when he first hit the the volume production of the Model of Three, uh, uh, they were they were putting plugs in the holes of the of the uh, of the uh, vehicle. And he and it was slowing down production. He had to get production up to uh, five thousand a month, and he told the engineers, "Why did you put that there?" He says, "Well, if there's a flood that's high enough to go in to the car, it'll go through this hole." He says, "You get a flood like that once every twelve years. Don't put the bugs in the hole." So, that's a little known right. fact that the Tesla three doesn't, doesn't have, have doesn't have the the, the not holes. flood proof. Yeah. yeah. Well, they do say you know don't do it because you're going to ruin the car anyway, yeah. but um, it's not going to get hydrolock like an internal combustion engine and draw water into the engine, but it, it can operate. But to answer the question, no, it's designed to um, not electrocute you if it gets wet. Right. And those batteries from the studying I did for them for firefighter training, those are so well sealed that the battery itself, you can't even get air really into it. So they are incredibly well yeah. sealed, uh, Stu, except for those Model Threes. <laughs> yeah. how, how do you? How does the uh, get a person to purchase an electric vehicle? How do they know it's uh, amphibious? Uh, well, they're not technically. Um, they're not designed. That's an off-brand use of the um, of the electric vehicles. Um, it's the same way, uh, like uh, electric, uh, internal combustion engine vehicles are designed to be uh, safe for the um, drivers in, in water. It's not going to there's like a lot of electrical components and high voltage systems in uh, uh, in, in regular cars now, so um, they're just designed not to do that because that's a regular occurrence. You know, it rains and and there are and there are you know puddles. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how they're designed. Great information. Mm -hmm. um, got another one here. On this is oh, do we have a call coming in? We have a call. Here Steve, it is. And it's John from Palm City. Good right. morning, John. Good morning. I think I have some good news for people. Oh, I renewed good. my license plate this weekend, and at the Motor Vehicle Bureau is a sheriff deputy, which they have from occasionally when people are registering their cars from out of state. They check the ID serial numbers to make sure it matches what it says on the registration. So that's been done for years, and it's a good system. But some of them require not the Motor Vehicle employee, but the actual sheriff deputy 
to inspect the numbers, which I guess is a good system. But here was the problem. And the state that's involved has cracked down now on issuing title certificates because, as Earl mentions, they wash out titles on flood cars. So I don't say this was a flood car, but people were registering a Vermont vehicle, and they told them that the papers were not proper. They needed additional backup as to where the car was registered before, whether it be a Vermont address or what, and they told them everything that they needed. But there's a lot of cooperation from what I heard at the motor vehicle now between Vermont and Florida because Vermont was very negligent in issuing titles for cars without even people going in person, Mm. mail orders, etc. So that's some good news that I'm hearing. And maybe they can stop some of these washed-out titles, especially of flood cars, with all the rain that we've been having. I mean, so we usually see it down here because um, we get all the all that nasty weather. But in New York right now, um, my daughter's up there. It's it's crazy. It's I mean, there's it's flooding in the streets of Manhattan and Brooklyn. Oh, it's and uh, I mean, what car, I've, there's pictures of. Usually, you see after a hurricane, um, you know, down down here in the in the south. But there's cars submerged up to the hoods, all lining down the streets of, of Williamsburg and um, down in, in the East Village. It's uh, my wa- my daughter has water pouring into her apartment uh, right oh. now. Oh my yeah. goodness! And in in Central Park, did you see oh, yeah. the flooding in Central Park? Yeah, the, the sea lion got away. Yeah, <laughs> it's subways, just uh, my daughter lives in Brooklyn. It oh. was actually in the subways. It was coming through the walls of the subway. Yes, it's right. The worst she's the, ever seen. The yeah, tiles yeah. it's squirting it out of the the, the grouting and the tiles. I saw that. I saw the they showed there. a video uh john and it was just i was in awe definitely and that's a good point that you bring up about the uh, washed out uh, cars yes the washed out title which earl has mentioned several times and it's an actual fraud so the second thing real fast i want to mention we never brought up again safety recalls last year 932 safety recalls were issued Hmm. that's like 30.8 million cars People, a lot of people don't get, even if they get their notice, they don't get it taken care of. Very simple. Yeah. The website is nhtsa.gov. Put in your 17-digit serial code, and you'll find out on any car that's made or existence if there's been a safety recall on it. So, again, it's nhtsa.gov on that website. Put your 17-digit code in there and find out if there's any recalls that were made on your automobile. And safety recalls never expire. And they're free to get fixed. Yes. Very good point. Yeah, that's great information, John. We need to remind people that every week. I mean, we got discouraged um, leading a crusade over them, but it's still good information every week. If somebody picks up on it and runs their VIN, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll be a help. So, Very uh, important, and it's so easy to find out. Yeah. So, John, it's nhtsa.org. N-H-T-S-A. Yeah, nhtsa.org, and you enter the 17 oh, digits gov, in it. Gov. Dot gov. Dot gov. gov. Thank you. And your 17-digit code goes mm. right, and that's easy to find. It's right on your dashboard or your registration. Yeah. It's easy to find. Not easy to write down, but it's easy to find. Right. Also, safercar.gov. <laughs> yep. Okay, guys, keep on doing the good work. Oh, thank you, John. Thanks. Have a great weekend. Thank you.
Hey, 877-960-9960. And that number is for you, ladies, if you want to win yourself a uh, $50 this morning. I need to hear from another new female caller. And she wins herself $50, 877-960-9960. Text us. Uh, you'll need that text number when you vote on our mystery shopping report this morning. And uh, it's from Al Hendricks, and it is a doozy. You want to stay tuned for that. But you can use the text number, 772-497-6530, to grade the mystery shopping report. We're going to go back to Stu, uh, or maybe uh, we're going to talk to Rick. Oh, we've got a few YouTube comments here. Okay. Uh, get back here to the beginning a little bit. Um, one early one here was B. Bizzle, who said, Do you think it's true that Sun Toyota has over 600 new vehicles in stock? Uh, no. I, I checked that. I'm glad uh, somebody else asked that question. Mm -hmm. uh, they're using the old uh, in-transit and on-order trick that so many dealers do. Uh, the, in fact, as a matter of fact, uh, Toyota is guilty in this too. Uh, the clear implication is that when you say you have something in stock, that it's on the ground, available for sale. But that, that means that these cars have been allocated to Sun Toyota, and some of them might be in transit, but they are not on the ground. They, he, might, he, he can have 10 cars on the ground, and then another 300 or 200 that are allocated, but they haven't come yet. So uh, it takes weeks for the cars to come in. And uh, also, a lot of those cars could be sold, hmm. pre-sold before they came in. So the dealers, including Toyota, and I hope Toyota's listening now. They hate it when a car dealer speaks ill of them, but I'm speaking ill of Toyota for their system that deliberately distorts the dealer inventories and people will go into an inventory expecting to see 600 cars it's on toyota and i guarantee you he doesn't have 600 cars in stock he might have 100 but he hasn't got 600 and it's confusing and it's biased information to sell more cars by deceiving your customers that is right. I was looking for a little trick. Sometimes when you go to a uh, dealer's website and they show a large amount of cars, if you look in the filter where you filter the results on the inventory page, um, that they can have multiple locations. And there is a there will be a tab for location, and you might be surprised to see the one you're looking at might only have 120 cars, but there's four other locations, and it totals up yeah. to the, uh, yeah. the amount. In this case, Suntoyota only has the one location uh, down there in southwest Florida. And, uh, but like Earl said, uh, uh, highly, incredibly improbable that they have anywhere near that number of cars physically on the, on the lot that's, that are available. Yeah. If he's charging a million dollar addendum on every vehicle, maybe he does. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah there, there, are, there are some very um, you know, small <laughs> circumstances um, where that could be true, but it's, the probability is, is very small. <laughs> um, Ali has a question. This is a good question for everybody who's wondering what to do when that maintenance light um, comes on in your car. Uh, Lee says, good morning. I'm a new, um, new owner of a 2020 Avalon, which is a fine car. Uh, there's a message appearing. It says to perform maintenance soon. How do I know what to do next? I need a clue. My mileage is at $34,000. Well, um, for Toyotas, the mileage intervals are every 5,000 miles um, or um, twice a year. Um, so um, what you do is uh, 
make sure that you're you're keeping up this go to a toyota dealer um and do your uh, thirty-five thousand mile service <laughs> which most likely will be just tire rotation right um i think you are just out of the toyota care but um which goes with the car i assume so if he's a new owner of a 2020 it means he bought well, it, it used the first five services would have been given for free right so this is thirty-five thousand. He'll be out on. He's that. done. Yeah. So I shouldn't get excited about that. Unless he has Toyota that. Care, which can give several other services you mean, after to, that. Uh, uh, Toyota Guard. Toyota Guard. That's yeah. It. That, that's another thing. But don't yeah. worry about that. Just all you have to do is it's a very inexpensive service. All of them are pretty inexpensive. Uh, just tire rotations and oil changes. But at thirty-five thousand miles, all you got to do is swap those tires from front to back. Okay. Um, also, this was um, this was from Jersey Mike talking about his air conditioning and his um, his Cadillacs or uh, his his old cars. There, uh, Gary sent it and he found a listing on, on eBay. It's a full-on air conditioning system, classic car AC, um, for eighteen ninety nine, one thousand eight hundred ninety nine dollars. It looks a lot more um, involved in the picture I'm looking at than one of those little portable units. But it looks like you can just uh, rig this thing up and cool off your your old your old uh, Cadillac hmm. and also my lastly to catch me up and we'll jump over to you is uh, we have uh, from Paul he says in South Florida king tides are we got them this weekend the highest tides are um, 9 17 this morning 10 a.m. tomorrow morning and 11 a.m. and he adds and uh, I do want to emphasize this salt water is a huge no-no to drive through um, uh, yeah that's not something you want to do yeah as a matter of fact uh, Certain roads like on Palm Beach, yeah. uh, Lakeshore Drive and Lake Park, the mm -hmm. intracoastal will literally come up through the ground, go over the road, and mm -hmm. you are literally driving in salt water yeah. from the intracoastal. Down in Miami, Miami Beach, um, they have these king tides, um, and they're pretty regular. And if you're down, um, uh, down there like on Collins or uh, if you're familiar with the Miami Beach area, it's, it, it gets, seeps up through the ground. It's really freaky. Yeah, well, let, let me jump in there and go back to the question about Sun Toyota. I uh, this another uh, person complained about that uh, several weeks ago. So I asked our new car inventory manager, who is a real whiz, and I said uh, they're advertising they have 369 cars in stock, and our inventory manager did some inside investigation, and they actually had 69 on the ground. So <laughs> they only allowed lied by 300 cars no no, oh, no by a lot more than that it was uh yeah. well this was back on uh august th uh the well, 31st now they say they have 685 cars in stock yeah. and they have 69. oh no this was on august 31st oh, okay when they did have they advertised 369 oh, okay. and they had 69 on the ground okay. so now they've now they've doubled uh, yeah. the the uh <coughs> yeah. the claim they probably have 100. <laughs> all right now I'm, okay. I'm all caught up well uh, this one from Guy Larrabee, it says, Earl, have you ca calculated the energy savings compared to your previous vehicle as to what you're getting with the Tesla? You know, I, I could do it. It's, uh, the Tesla does it for me, and I, I, I haven't done that comparison, but I will do that. It, it'll be an easy comparison because uh, I can look at my Tesla app anytime, and I see what my what normal uh, uh, savings is based on normal gas and the cost of electricity in my particular neighborhood. Uh, let, let me, uh, I, there's something that, that I got out of this book uh, for guys uh, 
uh, particularly your followers, Rick, who are really on top of things, and any Tesla owners out there, this is breaking news because uh, the biography I read, uh, uh, just as a matter of fact, I just finished it this week uh, on Elon Musk. Uh, the very end, uh, he, uh, we kidded him a lot, and Nancy and I have a Tesla, and we said, uh, I wouldn't drive the car, uh, let autonomous mode go on this car and feel safe. We kept trying it. Every time there was a software upgrade, we would try it. And it was, it was scary, and uh, we just stopped trying it. And that, well, mostly after that kind of came out that even Musk was having second thoughts. Well, there's been a breakthrough, and uh, I, I, I kind of believe this. Uh, he has a company called Neuralink, yeah. I mean, among <clears throat> SpaceX, and Neuralink has taken the, uh, the, the film, the, the video uh, from all the Teslas. Uh, Tesla's been around for, what, 10 or 15 years? And millions of miles, uh, hundreds of thousands of Teslas, and the cameras are recording. And they have taken the, the, good or the, the best drivers, and they've taken the video, and they, they feed it into their supercomputer through this Neuralink process. And what they have do, they're doing is they're now program, programming the autonomous to way humans actually drive the cars. Uh, the instructions are... That would be good. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's actually been tested. They, uh, they, they, they take only the best drivers, and uh, like a five-star Uber driver, and they use that. And see, a human being, and this is what we're Nancy and me, we do things that sometimes are illegal to avoid an accident. I mean, you'll do just about anything, you know, uh, to avoid an accident. You'll yeah. run a red light, you'll go over a double line, and only a human can make that decision. And sometimes it's the best way to avoid an accident. So that's what Neuralink does. We do and, that to get out of the way of a fire truck. Yeah, exactly. He drew, there, he, there's reasons. So, so the, the very end of the biography, he had one of these cars that was programmed by Neuralink, not conventional programming, but the way and he, he said, I deliberately took my hands off the wheel, and I, and I was instinctively wanted to ch change things, but I didn't do it. They came across a road while he was driving it that was littered with, uh, 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 you know, bumpers and, you know, uh, maybe a, a, like a uh, dump truck had actually dumped a bunch of crap on the road. And, and the Tesla is trying to navigate. The Tesla, to avoid a high-speed collision, switched over across the double line on the highway because there were no cars coming, because the camera didn't see any cars coming, to avoid something that would certainly have been a blowout yeah. and maybe even a fatal accident. So uh, Elon Musk went on to say that um, he normally uh, uh, doesn't see even what he calls was a, a safety autonom autonomous car driving as well as he does. He says this car drives better than he does and that it drives better than most drivers. So that could be the breakthrough, but I never, I never thought of that. They were trying to, they were trying to program Teslas uh, by anticipating everything by a rule, right. like don't go over the, uh, you don't run a red light, don't go over the double line, uh, don't follow too close, but there's not enough rules in, right, in the world it's infinite. to be human. So now you have human, you have human Neuralinks the way, our, not the, 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 the great drivers, a uh, five-star Uber driver isn't perfect, but he's the best we got.
So that's the way the new autonomous cars will be programmed. Skynet is coming. Right. <laughs> and you, you know, you so mentioned uh, savings on electric vehicles. PM. Last week from uh, Automotive News, I reported on the electric vehicles and uh, they were comparing them to the gasoline powered cars. And uh, there's a $3,000 a year in fuel that you can save. And uh, the reduced cost on maintenance uh, it's just it's just amazing. Uh, it's really worth uh, googling and check that out on electric vehicles. Okay, Rick, do you have anything else for oh, us? Oh, we do. Uh, this one from Kervin Payen, A.K.A. the Dude. He says he's AKA, got a A.K.A. what? The Dude. Oh, the Dude. Oh, I, I thought like he that. said something else. Uh, the Dude. <laughs> yeah, that's, he, that's one of Elon Musk's favorite expressions. Uh, dude. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> So he says he's got a 2018 Lexus RX350 F Sport and unfortunately was involved in a hit and run accident in Houston. Uh, State Farm did not want to repair it with OEM parts to the manufacturer's specs and he's nervous about it and asking should he sell the car after it gets repaired. Uh, I give him a quick reply back here basically saying he should consult a lawyer especially uh, for the loss of compensation for the loss of value of the car and also to see if the lawyer getting involved that maybe they can get them to actually do a proper repair with OEM parts that have been safety tested and are proper for the vehicle well that's one of the one of the uh, worst uh, conspiratorial issues that uh, I have with the industry, uh, uh, there's some sort of a unholy alliance between insurance companies and manufacturers, uh, uh, and I, I hate to say it, but even lawyers. Uh, here, here, here is a fact, and listen to this carefully for, for those that don't already know it. Um, aftermarket non-OEM parts are not safety tested. In case you didn't hear me clearly, a hood, a fender, a bumper, if it's not manufactured by the OEM, the original equipment manufacturer or that vehicle, it's not safety tested. NHTSA tests cars and they put a, a, a rank on the car. You know, this is really safe, it's not so safe, and, and you can get all that information in consumer reports. And uh, the insurance companies, Oftentimes, in fact, more often than not, will not use OEM parts on crash parts. A hood, a fender, a, a bumper, and uh, the uh, absorption of the energy and the timing of the compression, uh, if you see a slow motion compression of an accident, and you see how the hood, the bumper, the fenders, it's like an accordion, they come in, and that's absor it's absorbing energy, but it's also on a timer as to when your airbag goes off, or your airbags, you got airbags all over the place. Uh, if you buy a car that was, uh, that's repaired with a bumper and fenders and, uh, from Taiwan, and you save some money, or I say your insurance company saves the money, you don't save any money, the insurance company saves a lot of money, then you put that, those fenders on there, and you're in an accident, your life's in danger. So, exactly. So somebody tell me, uh, lawyers, uh, auto manufacturers, uh, regulators, politicians, I say, uh, tongue-in-cheek, you don't care. You want to get elected, that's all you care about. But 
uh, uh, why, how can we have cars being repaired by State Farm, Allstate, and all the Geico and these prestigious, uh, respected insurance companies, and how can they be putting on unsafe uh, uh, crash parts? I don't care, uh, you know, uh, what kind of uh, 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 door handle you put on. Uh, I, I care about when I'm in an accident, something is going to save my life. Exactly. And and it's the lawyers don't seem to be uh, excited about it. I think this should be the greatest class action suit against uh, manufacturers of automobiles and insurance companies ever. And it, I know there are some attorneys out there uh, that uh, watch and listen to the show here. Uh, I'd love to have an attorney call me and say, why do you let that happen? I mean, you can make a lot of money. If you if you were to get enough people to participate in a class action suit, and this one from Donovan, what does Earl think of the status of the UAW strike? It looks like it's not going to end anytime soon, as the strike is expanding. Seven thousand more workers walked off from two plants yesterday. Well, it's it's, it's great television. Uh, uh, the president of the United States is getting a lot of. Uh, uh, camera time off it, and the candidates are getting a lot of uh, camera time off it. The head of the UAW, and of course uh, the the big three manufacturers are all getting a lot of camera time, and they're playing poker and they're on stage. Uh, it's a big act. Uh, uh, the uh, I think that uh, it's going to be tough on the UAW because the manufacturers, and I'm speaking most of them, um, are, are are prepared. Uh, they saw the strike coming. I mean, they know in advance uh, when the times for the talks are going to come up. They anticipate strikes always. They build up their inventories. The dealers have built their inventories up. Right now, uh, the new car inventory is greater than it's been in three years. Um, so uh, it, it's going to uh, it's going to get settled when it has to be settled. And now, also, the, I... the public doesn't know what's going on. I... It's behind the closed doors, and everybody that knows what's going on is keeping quiet about it. Uh, I was reading about the employees and, uh, you know, they, they're getting $500 a, a week, I believe, but uh, they may go elsewhere for a job. And when this strike is over, they're not going back to their job. And that's another fear uh, in this uh, terrible mix. Half, half the manufacturing of cars out there are non-union. So uh, half the, you know, the Tesla is not union. Uh, there, are, there are other manufacturers out there, so uh, you're, if you want to give Elon Musk a big head start, then go on strike. And I'm talking about the big three, you know, Ford, uh, uh, GM, and Stellantis, and uh, UAW. If all you guys want to give Elon Musk a huge start, then just keep on uh, drain the dealers. They won't have any cars, and you'll make the conversion to electric vehicles happen a lot faster than you want it to be because yeah. when 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 the manufacturers are building nothing but evs all you auto workers out there that know how to assemble a combustion engine car uh, where are you going to find a job so it, it's go. it's going to be uh the strike i think everybody really knows it's a bad thing uh they can handle it for a, a time which they're handling it now but it's not going to last because it's just going to hurt the industry really bad help elon I musk and hurt the industry. Exactly. We're going to go back to the phones, and we're going to talk to uh, Roadrunner Steve. Good morning, Roadrunner Steve. Beep, beep. 
Good, Good morning. morning, everybody. Hey. Well, I got a little story to tell. <laughs> Last week, I went to get my oil change on my Roadrunner. So I told the, the guy there that I know, I'll bring my own oil filter. This way you don't have a hard time finding one. So he said, no problem. I get the car there. We get it up on the lift. The manager comes out. We can't do the oil change. I said, why not? Well, our computer shows we uh, don't know what type of oil to put into the car. So I started laughing. I said, what are you talking about? I said, what am I getting? He goes, an oil change. Well, there's the word, oil. <laughs> so he goes, all oh, vendor don't carry that oil. So I looked at him again. What do you mean a vendor? Well, when we get our parts from, we don't carry that oil. I said, all right, get that car off the lift. I closed the hood. I left. Absolutely. So out of curiosity, I go to O'Reilly's. They got the oil. I go to Walmart. They got the oil. <clears throat> I went to get a cup of coffee at Dunkin' Donuts. They had the oil. And I wanted to go to Dollar Tree. <laughs> they got the oil. So I went back to the guy. What are you talking about? He ain't got the oil. Right? So the, the guy that I know was coming the next day that worked on my car. I said, yeah, you know, I'll, I got the oil filter. I'll bring, I'll bring my own oil. He goes, yeah, no problem. I'll just charge you a lift charge. I said, great. What is it with these computers where you don't know what to do for a car? Well, I mean, an oil change. Uh, the simplest it, thing in the world. It sounded like the first shop just had a too cozy of a relationship with his vendor, and he just he, he, he gets one kind of oil, one kind of this and that, and one kind of... Yeah. Because I noticed a lot of oil now is synthetic and something, something like carbon gas oil or something, whatever. I'm just, like, reading this stuff. Yeah, they have everybody a, uh, had the oil except uh, this guy's uh, vendor. The oil, com now, the oil companies are clever. They will go to a dealership, I know, because it's, it's happened to me, and they'll come and say, listen, if you buy nothing but Valvoline oil, uh, uh, we'll, we will uh, loan you a million dollars to build your new service department uh, for 2% interest. I mean, they, they lock themselves in. They, it's kind of like some of the soft trade companies do to the grocery stores. You know, they'll, they bribe them to carry only their brand. And uh, when I had a Pontiac dealership, for years and years and years, all I ever had uh, was Valvoline oil. Well, like uh, yes, with racing company NASCAR, it. they only use Anoco fuel for all NASCAR, yeah. and right. they get a big kickback on that. Yes. Well, I go back to NASCAR when they had door handles on the car. <laughs> but my, my thing is, if that was my business that I owned it, <clears throat> I would have sent the guy out to go get the oil. Okay? That, yes, very To me, you lose the business, plus the guy that does the oil change, I always tip the guy five bucks. So now the guy yeah. that does it also loses out. I don't understand, you know, take care of the customer. Steve, do you, a computer. do you use any specific type of oil or, or just... Yeah, 10W30. <laughs> that's just a 10W30 dyno oil? Yeah, five quarts. Five quarts. That's it. Yeah, that's that's available everywhere. Yeah, yeah like said, that's ridiculous. You know, I got it at Dunkin' Donuts. His vendor said, "My vendor don't carry that oil." Oh, <laughs> unbelievable! I mean, it is. But like I said, yeah. if that was my business. 
I'd send one of my workers out. Here, Steve said the oil is over here. Or drive Steve to the store to get the five quarts, bring it back, and we charge him a lift charge, and we still make money, and the guy doing the oil change gets a $5 tip. Yeah. Well, what's so hard about that? I don't really? know. What's, what's what, the big deal? But the place yeah. that you went to, so they just, but they just charge you uh, just a lift fee that you can change your own oil? That's, yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. The $25 lift fee, the same in New York. Hmm. Okay. You know, with that. So I got, I said I got no problem that. with that. But this way, I go under the car and I inspect it too, till they come out the boil. Oh, insurance regulations! You can't go under there. I said I'm already done looking. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, Wait, they're letting you change your oil, but they wouldn't let you go under your car. No, they change the oil, but I oh. always inspect under the car. Oh, okay, because okay. The one guy I'm with friends with, he he knows me, so he doesn't say anything because he's a car guy also. But, you know, he said, oh, the big boss is here. You know, you got to get out. I said, yeah, no problem. I'm done looking. Nah. <laughs> I wanted to see how the dual exhaust was hanging out, you know, if everything was secure and all that. That was it. Well, That's yeah. my story I, for today. I work at a dealership, <laughs> and our service department, which is, has all the OSHA and insurance companies and everybody else checking it, our rule is the customer is perfectly allowed to come out and inspect the car, look it over, the only rule is we do ask that they are escorted by a service rider or a service technician so as to keep the customer safe while they're looking right. under the car. And I'm very likely to hand them a pair of safety glasses to put on and, you know, hand them a flashlight well, too if they want. Yeah, in, in fairness, our insurance company say we can't even do that, but we do it anyway. So. Well, but so, we want to take care of our customers. Gotta, yeah, sometimes you got to break the rules. If the car yeah, falls off and hits the customer in the head, they will pay. Screwed, yeah. Right. Mm. How's, by the way, if I, uh, if I come to you and we go under the car while I'm by Earl Stewart and the car starts to fall, are you going to jump on me to save me? Yes, I'm going to be. <laughs> yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> the cost right, us, we must have us. Have a and a good weekend. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Thanks, Steve. Steve. <laughs> we love hearing from you. Okay, uh, we are going to be going soon to got, uh, our video for uh, Big Dog Ranch, so stay tuned for that. Rick has uh, Rick and Stu have some messages. I got one last one here. Uh, this is from Pop Hartley, and he says he has a, a Toyota Sienna with 17,000 miles, and he says every time he goes into his local dealer for a regular service, such as an oil change tire rotation, they service advisor also says to him you need a tire balance and alignment pretty much every time he goes in he says he says the tires look fine as far as wear and tear he says the ride is smooth so i know i don't need the tires balanced is the advisor trying to oversell me on something i don't need nah. and i think in this case yes uh tire balance if if you're driving at highway speeds say 50 to 70 miles an hour and the vehicle runs smooth and your tires look to be in good condition and you run your hand over it you don't feel any odd lumpiness or anything your tires are in good shape you don't need to pay for a tire balance every single time you go in and if the vehicle rides you feel, you feel smooth it. in the you lane have, if, you, if you have a if you have a vehicle that rides smooth then you don't have a problem with your yeah. tires and, and if it stays pretty well centered in the lane yeah. and it doesn't fight you, you don't need to worry about an alignment. And, and, and they should check your alignment free anyway and show you the, the printout as to what your alignment is. If they say yeah. you need a four-wheel alignment, then show me. 
Show, yeah. show me on paper, and they should not charge you for that. Right. And, and if, they're, if they're good, they'll show you when you don't need an alignment and just yeah. show right there yeah. everything's good. Yeah, they're, they're, just, they're just taking advantage of you at that point, nickel and diming just, you. Just, just remember that every, these people that call themselves service advisors and they call themselves assistant service managers, they got a lot of names. What they are, they're salesmen. They are car. They are service salespeople. They're paid on commission, and the more alignments they sell, the more tire rotations, the more uh, flushes, the more everything. And that's that. That's how they feed their families. Yep. So if you come in there and they check your car out and they say there's nothing wrong with it, they made nothing, and they spent a half an hour or whatever it was. They made nothing. So I blame the pay plans. The uh, you know the. The, 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 the dealers that are, are paying everybody in their dealerships, and we're guilty to a large extent. Uh, our our car salesmen don't get paid commissions on, on, on profit, but uh, in other departments they do. So pay plans are to blame, and if nothing else, uh, they, they, even an honest service advisor is going to be see the the glass half empty instead of half full when he's thinking about uh, if if I do this I'm going to make 50 bucks if I don't do it I'm going to make nothing he's going to look real hard at why he should do it and not so hard as to why he shouldn't do it and save you all the money so yeah get a second opinion if you're nervous about any estimate and always get the estimate first before they touch your car yep anonymous feedback. Um, this comes from somebody who had recently gotten into a car accident. It says, after watching your video on YouTube on OEM parts, all I can say is, wow, that is horrible. How do you keep an insurance company from putting junkyard and, af and or aftermarket parts on a car and a third-party claim? State Farm is telling me that I would have to pay for the OEM parts since their driver is 100% at fault. You don't have a whole lot of control. Oh, you're... I just talked about this earlier on the show, and uh, it's one of the uh, most uh, frightening. Uh, I, you know, I, I hate these conspiracy conspiracy nuts you know, that always say there's this vast uh, conspiracy going on, but I, it makes me feel like one when I say I really believe there is some sort of conspiracy between the auto manufacturers and the insurance companies, uh, the parts manufacturers. Uh, Somebody uh, is doing something drastically wrong to allow an unsafe part to be put on a car in a repair. And if you want a safe part, you have to pay extra for a safe part. It is somehow morally an outrage. So I don't know. Uh, lawyers, uh, you heard me appeal to you an hour ago. I'm appealing to you again. Call the show and tell me while I'm crazy. Why am I crazy to think it should be illegal to put an unsafe part on a car i think you're crazy you yeah. tell you tell uh, very educated people and very powerful people this information and they shrug yeah remember when you made me go to our former state attorney general's um fundraiser a long time ago oh yeah i actually got an opportunity it was it was pam bondi now pam she's bondi. a big mucky muck in uh, republican po politics now but um back then i told her the whole story about how you know, get an accident these un uh, untested uh, parts that can affect the safety and uh, she seemed to be very I forgot, interested. I forgot in it. about that. Yeah, uh, she listened with you know, open ears this whole story, yeah. and, and, and 
Nothing ever came out of that. Yeah, that was quite a conversation that you had with her too. Oh yeah, yeah. It was, you shared with us. Yeah, you know? it was a, it was an interesting night. And it was <laughs> almost like as if that you walked away and thought to yourself, "Boy, she's in my corner. She's you know." I did feel pretty good when I left. Yeah, <laughs> she should have got an Oscar for that performance. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, I think I, I think I just took care of that for us, <laughs> for everybody." Pro- problem solved. Yeah, that was my first um, and last political fundraiser. Yeah, uh, I don't blame you. I feel the same way. None for me. Maybe she should have got an Oscar for that performance. She should have. I should have awarded it to her. Point point taken. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Rick, do you have anything else? Uh, Well, we actually have a couple comments from Donovan. Uh, One of the things that uh, Mark Smith had mentioned uh, for the antique cars is that a lot of uh, airports, you can buy leaded fuel still that is 100 octane leaded fuel in small amounts, a couple of gallons at a time, that you can then run in, in various cars. Uh, let's see, and Donovan said um, that the FAA is actually going to be stopping that very soon. So that's gonna have an impact on that and on a lot of these smaller aircraft. They're gonna have to come up with some alternate fuel source for it. And Donovan says, the problem is really is, where do you think the lead goes after it exits the exhaust? Most of it does go to the ground in a particulate matter, but no amount of lead is good for the people or the animals. Yeah. It's something we should have never used. And as a matter of fact... I just, I just Googled, where can I buy leaded fuel? <coughs> and, and then it offered me the choice. North near, Korea. Near, near <laughs> me. So I said, near me. So here we are uh, in North Palm Beach. Uh, ABS fuel gas station, that's 300 feet away. Uh, Shell gas station, uh, that's 290 feet, 95 feet, and Chevron gas station, a tenth of a mile. And there are more places, so there's a whole lot of places that I could buy leaded fuel. According to Google. And it's it's something else that a lot of folks don't realize. Every time you have your tires balanced, the technician usually is playing with lead weights that we are pounding into place on those tires. So... I mean, we're constantly ex- exposed to it. Our, How about all those fishermen? Yep. And one other quick note from Donovan says, hey, Earl, with the insurance company, uh, he says, maybe you shouldn't make it quite as loud as you do. This is Florida. They might drop you. <laughs> I, uh, You know, it is scary. Uh, if I wasn't nuts, I probably would keep my mouth shut. But... Uh, big, big, big people that got that much money, they can do, do just about anything. It's just, it is scary. I mean, I, I know I'm starting to sound like one of these nuts. Uh, conspiracy, uh, but I'm asking anybody uh, to say, Earl, listen, you're off track on this whole thing. Here's why it's okay to put a hood that has never been safety tested. Yeah, you've never had that. No one's ever come back with that and yeah. gave you a logical explanation. No, no, not any explanation. You know, uh, the, 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 the the song and dance the insurance companies play, oh, these are checked by, they have a they have an in-house insurance Yeah, uh, Alan told us about it. There's quality. some kind of sham. Yeah, yeah the, and uh, this is Cafe or some name. Uh, they test all the, they're all tested. Okay, okay, they're all tested. And, and they, they test the, the quality of the steel. They mm-hmm. test the, they test the uh, paint finish. They test I say, do they crash test them? No. Nope. 
but they song and dance here. These are tested yeah. and certified. This is a certified hood. Oh, is it certified for a crash testing? No. no. Okay. Uh, I want to mention. I want to mention my uh, battery tender. This is just amazing, ladies and gentlemen. This is a commercial. And <laughs> this is what I use at home. Our most and common. This is one of our most common questions: is <laughs> if I'm gonna be out of town for six months, what can I do so my car will start when I get back? And so because of this, Nancy has. Yeah, the battery uh, tender, and uh, this here is just—it's worth this. It's uh, it's worth all the money that you spend for it, which is I think only uh, twenty-nine dollars. And uh, you got it, Jonathan? Okay. Over? Okay, great. There you go. So you can uh, use this. Uh, it includes the alligator clips and the uh, ring terminal cables. And uh, you can uh, put this right on your battery. And this will ensure that when you come back from vacation, wherever you've gone, that uh, you have a full charge on your battery. It's really easy. And. Uh, I have, I'm having a whole lot of fun with it. There was I'm call the next $59.95 on Amazon. $59.99 on Amazon. It was 59 Oh, I was way off. Amazon hey. recommended. It's top rated. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, before we run out of time, uh, I want to let you know that uh, the uh, dog of the week is uh, Stewie. Hey there. And Stewie is... Uh, one year, six months, and two weeks old, and he is a mixed breed, and he weighs 41.4 pounds. Huge tongue. And, <laughs> and he's just the cutest dog, and uh, we have a video. <laughs> he's a, he looks like a happy dog. <laughs> okay, uh, I think Jonathan yeah, will roll, roll this let's for see. us. I want to I see Stewie. I want to see my, uh, my doppelganger. <laughs> This is Stewie. He is a one-year-old mixed breed bully that was rescued and brought to Big Dog Ranch from the streets of Miami. As you can see, he's short and stout like a little teapot. Um, Stewie is great with people. He's great with other dogs. He loves cuddles. He loves to be around um, his owners. Stewie's great on the leash. He does pull a little bit, but um, and could use a little bit of training, but here at Big Dog Ranch, we do offer training. He is, um, he will make a great, a great addition to any family. He's, like I said, he's great with other dogs. He's small, so he, he would be good in an apartment <laughs> if you take him on a walk. Um, but really, he's so sweet and just would love a new home. He would love a new family, a forever family. Interesting. He's food motivated, loves streets, don't we all? And, um, I always laugh at that about being food motivated. I haven't met a dog that wasn't food motivated. Yeah. How cute is that? And Stu, uh, tell the audience uh, about the savings. Yeah. When they adopt. Yeah. So whenever you adopt a dog, it is an adoption, but there's always a, there's costs in, incurred. The um, uh, big dog ranch rescue or some of the you know the, the other local ones, uh, there's a cost incurred. We um, we take a dog every week, and our sponsored dog. Uh, all that means is that we we pay the adoption fees for you, so it's a free dog. That's what we do. We're giving away dogs every <laughs> every Saturday, um, and we highlight these dogs. But we also hope that it just kind of um, ex brings exposure um, to Big Dog Ranch Ren Rescue in general, and um, people go out there and see all the dogs out there. And so, if Stewie isn't your cup of tea, which 
you know, if you think about it, that's just insane. Of course, Stewie is your cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's still got some growing to do, though. He, well, he's two years old, right? No, one year. One you want, year. You don't, oh. want, you don't want yeah. his tongue to grow any. Yeah. That's no, he's, he's one year, six he'll, months. He'll be tripping okay. on his tongue. Yeah, yeah he's got, probably got a little bit more growing I, to I do. I was looking at his paws, and I agree with you, Rick. Yeah. He looks like he's going to get a little bigger. Yeah. Well, he's a bully, and um, yeah. so he, he, might get, he might get stouter. He's, he'll get wider and fill out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, yeah, the other thing about, the, about um, pit bulls and the American bull, bulls and all that, they get a, they get a bad rap. Um, I am of the firm belief that I, th- I, I think it's more the way they're treated and raised than it is an inherent genetic predisposition towards, you know, violence. And a, any dog that was it's been you know treated with love and, and care re- anyway, returns it. You, you, they raise humans bad too. Exactly. And There's so all sorts just of just like humans. You you raise a you raise a good baby bad and yeah. becomes a bad person. Yeah. They say don't adopt an American. Yeah. They're, they're they're more likely to, yeah. to kill you. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the Big Dog Ranch is the largest cage-free, uh, no-kill shelter, uh, in the in the United States. Yeah, they don't so, cages. They have dorm rooms. Uh, pardon me? They don't have cages. They have dorm rooms for the uh, dogs. Uh, isn't it amazing? <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, I am being told that we need to get to the mystery shopping report. So uh, take advantage of uh, Big Dog Ranch uh, Stewie's out there and uh, go to uh, big www.bdrr.org. That's Big Dog Ranch Rescue. Okay, we have the mystery shopping report this morning, and it is from Al Hendricks Toyota. Hendricks Costco. Hendrick's son. Uh, I didn't hear you. Hendrick's son. Uh, Hendrick's son. <laughs> okay. Uh, maybe it's best they don't There know. is a big chain of dealers named yeah. Hendrick's. W- which, so, is, yeah. uh, which is Morgan now, right, uh, Stu? It's owned by the Morgan Automotive Group. Automotive Group. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, you want to listen to this mystery shopping report. Uh, Ellen, uh, she reported last week how terribly she was treated and uh, how she spent, uh, I believe it was uh, $7,000. Uh, uh, th- I think that that was an adjusted market uh fee uh there there were some it was just uh terrible and i hope that you're listening ellen so that's uh, (laughs) (coughs) go ahead i'm choking okay uh and another reason this is a a interesting report for all of us is that this is a costco approved auto dealer and on the show we recommend that you use the costco auto buying program true car and the costco auto buying program and consumer reports are our holy grails that we say go to to get a good price on a car. And uh, Al Hendrickson Toyota is an approved Costco uh, uh, auto uh, buying program dealership. So that's a a real good reason. And absolutely, um, we want you to vote on this. So if you didn't jot that number down, you can text us with your vote at 772-497-6530. 6530. Okay. Okay, here Back I am you. at Al Hendrickson Toyota by, down in Coconut Creek, Fort Lauderdale area. And I'm speaking as if I were Agent Lightning. I began my shop at CostcoAuto.com uh, when I entered the zip code. This is what we recommend you do CostcoAuto.com. Go to that website, enter your zip code. I was provided the site. Uh, uh, directed me to, uh, side directed me to Ed Morris Delray Toyota. Not sure if, what was going on. 
I called Al Hendrickson because we wanted the shop to go to Al Hendrickson. They showed the nearest one, which was uh, Ed Morris Del Rey Toyota. Uh, so I called Al Hendrickson Toyota to see if they were still participated in the Costco auto buying program, but I couldn't get a clear <laughs> response. So this is a little unusual that they don't know. You can't get a clear response. I decided to call the 800 number for the Costco auto buying program. I spoke with Susie, uh, who was extremely helpful. Uh, she emphasized the importance of working with me, uh, uh, working with an authorized salesperson who had been appro uh, appropriately trained. So any of you who are thinking of using the Costco auto buying program, I'm speaking as myself now, not Agent Lightning, uh, go to costcoauto.com, costcoauto.com, and uh, you need to be a member of Costco. For 50 bucks or 60 bucks, you could join, worth every penny and then some. And you enter your zip code, they tell you the uh, dealers in the area. And if you want to go further out, you can push them and say, well, I'm going to be out of the area. Give me the Costco recommended dealers in this zip code, and they'll do that for you too. Back to the shopping report. So here I am, uh, and uh, got advice from Susie at Costco to be sure I spoke with a Costco-authorized salesperson at L. Hendrickson Toyota. Uh, just two minutes after entering the call, Anna from Al Hendrickson Toyota called me. I informed her that I was nearby and would be arriving shortly. Shortly after, Juan sent me a text message. So Al Hendrickson was on the job. A uh, text message uh, says, uh, hello, okay, my name, Agent Lightning. Good morning. My name is Juan from Al Hendrickson Toyota. Anna shares your information with me. She said that you want to see the Camrys today. I'll be the person that will show you the car. So when you get here, ask for a Juan. That's me. What time would you like to come in, just so you know? I replied, I'm pulling in now. She was actually already there. I was uh, actually already there at Coconut Creek, El Hendrickson Toyota. Um, she said, I'm pulling in now. However, Costco was very specific in saying there are only certain authorized sales reps that I'm allowed to work with, and they've listed them on my voucher that I have. Now, that's that's one of the reasons why, I'm going back to being Earl Stewart now, that we recommend you use Costco because they tell you which dealership and which salesperson has the dealership to use to be sure you're safe and you get the deal that they're guaranteeing. Well, I got no response. Well, you meant to say, she goes, I'm sorry to tell you this, but your name isn't listed on there. Ah, that's right. Uh, I'm sorry to tell you this, but your name isn't listed on there, so no response. That's, you know, uh, that's that's worrisome, but we press forward. I arrived at the dealership, and I was met by three eager salespeople. Steph, S-T-E-P-H, Steph, approached me first, offering a handshake, and the other two stepped out of the way, allowing us to proceed inside. I mentioned the Costco voucher and that according to Susie from Costco, only six individuals were available to assist me today. That's what Costco said. I also told them that Anna and Juan had been in touch with me. Steph reassured me it was all right and guided me to a desk. So <laughs> misinformation, that's not all right, but that's the information that uh, Agent Lightning was given. Immediately he requested my license, holding my handwritten notes and printed emails from Costco Auto, I reiterated my preference for an authorized Costco salesperson. I then showed him the email containing the names of those six individuals. He clearly was not authorized. 
Now, here is Agent Lightning doing precisely what she should be doing to get the Costco authorized price, and she is being uh, resisted at every turn, every comment. Uh, most people aren't careful like uh, Agent Lightning was being, and as persistent as Agent Lightning people was. People go with the flow. And therefore, uh, 99 out of 100 people would just be sucked into the system, and you could kiss the Costco price goodbye. And that's what's, that's what's happening right now. But she's sticking by her guns. I said I hadn't, uh, I hadn't even seen the car. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. After a brief glance, Steph remarked that those were their online reps. So that's a lie. He makes that up, uh, and uh, he's gonna he's gonna substitute himself uh, for the certified Costco salesperson, and he's gonna make up a story about why he's doing it, and the real Costco salespeople are not doing it. Uh, said that he could handle the sale and been asking for my personal information to begin my application for credit. He said it would speed up the process for me. I said I hadn't even seen the car. I'd like to do that first, and then I'd like to see my Costco pricing. Keyword, Costco pricing. And part of the information uh, that or you get from Costco is you have to see the Costco pricing sheet. you got to do that. you got to have a certified Costco uh, the salesperson take care of you, and you have to say, have the Costco pricing sheet. Steph, uh, Steph appeared uh, to downshift, calm down a little bit, agreed to get a car for me. He showed up and asked me what color I wanted. I told him I wanted to go with him, pick out the same car I told Costco I wanted. He led me out on the lot. A lot of people wouldn't have been that aggressive. But it it sounded like he was going to pull up, pick a car for him, and go, this is the car you're going to yeah, buy. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, this is nicer than the one you want from Costco. Let's go Stick with the car you chose and stick with a certified salesman and be sure you see the Costco members only pricing sheet. I selected a new white 2023 Camry SE. The laminated, laminated Minority label was in the back seat. That seems to be a favorite spot for dealers in South Florida. Uh, put the burning label that by federal law has to be remain affixed to the window and put it in the back seat and laminate it. Uh, alongside that, it was a laminated addendum. They, li they like to laminate. So we got uh, laminated uh, addendum and the laminated MSRP. Uh, Maroney label, the MSRP was $32,049. The addendum added uh, a whopping $4,995. Market adjustment. Uh, that was a market adjustment. And then there was a $1,995 for the Al Hendrickson Advantage package. I remember this is a uh, Larry Morgan dealership, but they're calling it Al Hendrickson. Uh, the Morgan Auto Group bought about uh, several months ago. The package contains 15 items like nitrofill. You gotta love nitrogen, it's never going away. Uh, worthless, consumer reports, nitrogen in the tires is worthless. Uh, and then all the fees uh, fit in the junk fee category. And uh, they're being eyeballed by the Federal Trade Commission and uh, they're going after the dealers because of these drug fees right now. Uh, it's interesting to note that the Allen Hendrickson Advantage Package, it's essentially the same thing as the Eureka Advantage Package, another big group that uh, Larry Morgan, uh, Morgan Auto Group bought out at uh, uh, the store uh, Eureka Dodge in West Palm Beach. Steph had to go inside to get the keys. That's a salesperson who was not a Costco authorized salesperson. Steph went to get the keys and a dealer plate. 
I waited. He came back after approximately five minutes and began showcasing his features like the speed limit, sign camera, and a dashboard recording. I humorously mentioned that my current RAV4 possessed the same stuff. He laughed and said he was new to the dealership, apologized, and allowed, uh, I, allowed to, I apologized, allowed him to continue. During our conversation, my phone rang, a call from the dealership. <laughs> and I showed him. Steph told me, don't answer it. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. He's telling her not. Now, the dealership apparently was probably trying to call to give him the real uh, appointment with the Costco member or something like that. But Steph, who was the imposter, said, don't answer it. Uh, the skater. So I didn't answer it. We then proceeded with a test drive where I continued to listen to him describe the camera features. Back at the dealership, Steph led me back to his desk and told me he was sending me into finance now. <laughs> <laughs> We're going into the box. They're going to take him into finance. I said, well, you haven't even shown me my Costco price yet. I, I ain't going to finance it. She, uh, she didn't say that. I said that. But this is, this is getting into the twilight zone of bizarre behavior. Uh, I don't want to talk financing and I don't have a price. I asked Steph if their huge market adjustment was going to be part of my Costco pricing. He said he wasn't sure. <laughs> That's because he doesn't even know what the Costco pricing is. Right. He wasn't sure. He's heard about that. And he'd too. have to ask. He excused himself, left for a couple of minutes, and returned looking lost. I, I let him know I was annoyed and said this is why Costco is so specific about working with a certified, authorized person. I said that Susie from Costco Auto said this is supposed to be a hassle for your process. Making Susie look bad. Uh, Steph said he understood, reminded me that he was still new, and said he was beginning to feel nervous. He typed a few things into his computer, left again. I waited for 10 minutes. He returned to say he was still waiting for, on that price, and it would be only a few more minutes. Uh, he left again. Now, Keep in mind, folks, this is, I digress, as Earl Stewart, to let you know that this is the second largest Toyota dealership in the world. Yeah, on planet Earth. Yes, the second largest Toyota dealership in the world. Now, Toyota manufacturing people listening, uh, Toyota distributor people listening, everybody, they're, they're, they have a high profile, folks. I mean, they represent Toyota, At a big scale. second largest in the world. And this is what's happening at your dealership. We're not going to have time for votes. Okay. <laughs> uh, I waited for 10 minutes. He returned later. He was still waiting on that price. It'd be only a few more minutes. He left again. At 1022, a man without, the, listen to this. <laughs> at 1022, a man without saying a word to me, uh, sat at the cubicle where I was sitting and began to work on the computer. So I just sat and waited. The man was watching videos. I couldn't see what was on the screen, but I heard people talking about snipers on trails <laughs> and following in trash fans. <laughs> <laughs> at 10.42, Steph returned to see the man working at his computer. He asked the man to move, but the man ignored him. He asked, he asked the man again. He groaned and begrudgingly and slowly got out of the seat. He stomped a short distance away and stood facing us again, arms folded, waiting for a chance to use the computer again. Steph got uh, some info from the computer and left again. The man sat right back down, started playing the videos. <laughs> at, 
At 10.57, the man left and Steph returned with a Costco pricing sales worksheet. I didn't think it was going to happen. Finally got the worksheet. The Costco member only worksheet looked legit, and it was. We have a picture of it. It had the correct MSRP, $32.89. <clears throat> they showed a discount of $1140, $1,140, and $0 charges for their market adjustment, zero, and L. Hendrickson Advantage package. So they didn't charge for any of that. The Costco member-only price was $30,949. But then it was indicated, and it was disclosed on the Costco member price, that they did charge the 9995 dock fee, the 559.95 electronic filing fee, and the $189 private tagging fee. Those junk fees, they were allowed, Costco will allow it, but yeah. it's disclosed. And the Costco price was $32,692, which is only $604 over MSRP, a very good price. Except for Costco is trying to get Toyota dealers to be 650 behind MSRP yeah. um, for their Costco dealers. That was an $8,090 discount uh, off of the uh, market value selling price. The rest of the worksheet didn't contain any more surprises. They added the three or four main uh, junk fees. Uh, Steph returned his push to get me an event. I told him I need to discuss all this with my husband. Uh, they, they fought me on this. I'm rushing because we're out of time. I agreed and continued to sit as soon as Steph uh, rounded the corner again. The guy came back and started watching the same video again. <laughs> Steph and the manager, Ken, returned. The video guy left. Uh, so then Ken put the pressure on. Uh, Ken responds saying, runs their business the way they do. He says, basically, in a nutshell, we don't pay any attention to what Costco tells us yeah. to do. We do what we want to do. The good news is because she was so diligent, Agent Lightning, and you won't be, you won't have the nerve or the aggressiveness to do this, you will get screwed. And she was able to push it and get the Costco <laughs> price, which was a damn good price. But it's a miracle she got it. That's right. So good, I'm going to wrap it up. We need good wrap-up. That was a good quick wrap-up. Okay, up. everybody, you can vote at 772-497-6530. That's how the mystery shop of Al Hendrickson yeah, Toyota I think Costco Auto Program. The, the Fs are coming in, <laughs> so I want to just give credit. Jonathan Delth Ray, who had his own personal experience there, gives him an F. Bob um, gives him an F, uh, an F for Al Hendrickson. Um, I'm not sure the authorized person in our house gives a grade. <laughs> right, sorry, Mark, no worries. Not worth the effort trip. Another F. I'm giving him an F, too. I got Kirk in West by God, Virginia, with a solid F. And I've got, uh, let's see, uh, Guy Larrabee, a big fat F. Tim Gilliland, F. Johnny Z. Fraidley, F. Brian Sidlatko, I'm impressed with the Costco car plan, a C. Wow. Uh, me, it, that's an F. Yeah, I give them an F, and I'm sending a copy of this to Larry Morgan, who owns Al Hendricks and Toyota. It's a shame that our, our second largest dealer of the USA uh, runs their dealership this way. Okay, folks, uh, we had a great show, great mystery shopping report. Uh, this puts everybody on alert uh, for Al Hendrickson Toyota. Uh, we had a great time, and I hope you did too. We all learned something this morning. Uh, have a great weekend, and uh, we'll see you right here next week at 8 a.m.